Do you love Selena? Like, really love? Whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to stand the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon. Well, the moment we've been waiting for, Gavin Newsom has issued a statement on racist comments by Los Angeles leaders. Do you want to hear it? He agrees with them. (laughs) it's a simple thumbs up emoji (laughs) right on (laughs) words matter racist language can do real harm i'm encouraged that those involved have apologized and begun to take responsibility for their actions what's the point (laughs) these comments have no place in our state or in our politics we must all model better behavior to live the values that so many of us fight every day to protect wow by the way so he didn't ask that they resign no. He said they've apologized and they should move on. Oh, that's all it takes? So you can All say- the other big leaders are saying they should quit. He's a- I guess he has the- backed off of that. I guess that they're, they're his buddies. I guess. I don't know. Maybe his, someone his, reached out to him and said, buddies. look, they apologized. Can you put out a statement the- saying that right, they've taken right, responsibility? Well, we don't right. see you. Can we- I-, I can't take it. Public apologies by-, by racists like this crowd are not to be believed. I don't understand why people think that if you mouth an apology, it's like, oh, it's first of all, they weren't having a heated argument. Right. You apologize when you're in a situation and your 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 emotions are hot and you blurt something out that's mean. And then you calm down and you say, look, I didn't mean that. I was just got too angry. These people were in a relaxed setting among friends talking as casually as you can speak this these are their real feelings and this is how they conduct policy remember they were there to try to have some influence on the redistricting they wanted to screw over the black city council people they, that's what they wanted to do and they wanted to expand the power of the hispanic city council people that was the purpose of the discussion how can we screw the black districts and expand the hispanic districts so if, if that's your purpose, then of course you're going to have negative feelings against politicians and people from another race. You're trying to take their power away. You're trying to take their representation away. So there, there, there's no apology that works here. Nobody should believe any of it. It's, it's not just somebody lost their temper for a few minutes. This is the way they are all day, every day. I mean, so the people involved are Nuri Martinez, who was the council president, but she resigned that post today, along with our good old pal Gil Cedillo and Kevin DeLeon, who apparently still doesn't know the Pledge of Allegiance. <laughs> Kevin DeLeon ran for mayor and did horrendously poorly. You think so. they ask him to do it tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> the meeting? They should. Has he learned it by then? Uh, the fourth person is the L.A. County Federation of Labor President Ron Herrera. And I just looked them up. They are huge. It's uh, it's the second largest in the country, representing over 300 unions and over 800,000 workers. And today, the Hollywood Teamsters has called for Herrera to resign because people are saying, even though his remarks aren't as bad as the others, he should have chastised them for their racist slurs. If you control hundreds of thousands of voters... You're the most powerful person in L.A. politics. If you finance the campaigns 
of all these people on the city council and the mayor. You're the most powerful person. This is the guy who's the king. This is the guy that people, everyone should be aware of. Because he's calling the shots for these for these uh, petty little tyrants. Yeah, and I, and I mistakenly thought this was public employee unions, but I'm looking at them. No, it's a labor's union, AFL-CIO, yeah. Western Region. Man. So, so, and Building that, and construction trades. That, that's the problem. The people in the unions vote for whoever their leaders tell them to. And the leaders say, you'll get more money from these people. You'll get more benefits from these people. We'll make more money managing the union, the stuff we skim off the top. So that's who you vote for. And then all the good uh, union acolytes say, yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. They're not interested in what happens to the city. They're not interested in anybody else's life. They don't care. They don't care about all the crime and all the homeless people. What they want is their cut of the city budget. And that's true of the county budget and the state budget. It's all run by these unions. And there is not, uh, they're all puppets. All these, all these people are puppets of the unions. And what, what they should have never allowed is for government workers to be unionized. Jerry Brown signed that law back in 1978. And that's what really sent California on the road to ruin. Because it gave them the chance to run from the inside, run the government. So the topic, as John mentioned, was redistricting. They were not happy with, uh, this is a year ago. These con- this conversation was recorded a year ago at the offices of the L.A. County Federation of Labor that I just mentioned. And uh, we think somebody stuck a phone in there or something, because you can tell from the audio, they're not exactly, I, I, at first I thought they might be on Zoom, but they're not on Zoom. They're gathered together in some room talking about uh, the redistricting process, which they didn't think was going particularly well for them and uh, whoever they want to see get elected. That's kind of the theme of this. Uh, you know, at one point, Cedillo, they're talking about Cedillo's district being redrawn. And he says, uh, no, don't put me in like uh, Eagle Rock or Highland Park, or I, I don't need those areas. I have poor people. <laughs> so he wants right. to stick with the poor people. Because they're represent. easily manipulated. They don't and vote. And they don't vote. They right. don't vote. A lot of them are, are illegal, so they can't vote. And, and, and the ones who are legal can be manipulated. And, 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 and Oh, he said about Lincoln Heights, the activists are there 24-7 and they don't want us. I know he's come up against the bicycle activists. and Well, he's, he's, he's a loser anyway. He he's lost a, in June. I know. He is but, already out of yeah, office. Yeah, well, he is a loser. He got Last inti- October, though, he was still running. So He got intimidated by bicycle activists. Seriously? Yeah. The, the, the guys in their spandex pants, their yellow spandex pants, intimidated poor Gil. Well, well, I think his opponent to this Eunice, Eunice Hernandez also believes in free rent. She was really going for the whole Good. thing. She wants to take over buildings Good. and all that stuff. Good. And Good. Good. Communist. You're going to see we're going to have more communist members, uh, communist party members on the L.A. City Council than we've ever had. This is going to be a great run the next few years. Yeah. So in case you don't know, tomorrow there's a scheduled L.A. City Council meeting. Uh, there'll be one million members of the media there <laughs> to cover this. <laughs> She's no longer council president. I guess the first order of business would be get somebody else to. Some are saying Bonin should get it because well, well he's a victim. And if, and if, yeah, if you haven't heard, she went after Bonin's uh, little son who was uh, two or three years old at the time, and yeah. and called him uh, a little monkey in Spanish, which is considered a slur. All right, let's start with that. Uh, we have clips two and clips three. They're kind of short, but uh, 
You have to listen closely. Listen for the word Chuggito at the very beginning. Because, yeah, because this, again, is a little uh, like a, the they put a phone down on the floor or something. Uh, here we go. Whatever the kid's name is, I'm like, it's like the oddest thing. It's like black and brown on this float. And then there's this, this white guy with this little black kid who's misbehaved. Este niño has no, he's, they're not even, yeah, no, they're not doing, the kid is bouncing off the effing walls on the floor, practically tipping it over. There's nothing you can do to control him. And I'm just like, oh my God. She calls him a chiquito at the end. Now, again, the little kid is under three years old. So this I don't know. This is Bonin and his partner adopted a little a black child. Yes. Right. So I, I don't know how uh, a little... Who apparently was acting rambunctiously on a float on a parade route. Yeah. I don't know how toddler tips over the uh, the float. And I don't know why she would get... Uh, oh, and she said at the beginning it was black and brown people, and then there's this one white guy, meaning Bonnet. And his, Chiquito, by the Chiquito. way, means little monkey, just so, in case you didn't get that part, so, which is why this is really gone. This this is why this is not a, a, a temper tantrum. This, this is not um, an unusual moment right that you 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 apologize for this is her worldview this is the prism of how she looks through the world she looks at people and counts bean counts how many people are black how many are brown how many are white how many are this or that do we have the proper proportion who's being screwed over here who has unfair advantage even standing on a float she's offended that bonin is there because not because he's white I mean, I'd be offended standing next to Bonin for a thousand reasons, but not his skin color or the skin color well, of his child. She's worked up because he's the white man that adopted the black child to look right. like, oh, holier than thou. And I'm very worthy right. because I took care of a needy child of a different race. And therefore, I did something very important. Yeah. And so, so they she doesn't think, like that. They think he's a phony. They think the only reason that Bonin adopted his son was because the son was black. That's what yeah, they're they say it was like an accessory, like a handbag, like a Louis Vuitton handbag, is what is what uh, De Leon says. All right, here is uh, the next part of Nuri Martinez, where she really goes off about the kid acting up at the parade. They're leaving him like a little white kid, which I was like, this kid needs a beat down. Like, let me let me take him around the corner and then I'll bring him back. Yeah. Se me entiendes? Ven para acá. Yeah. But here's the fourth one. You can see they go back and forth. They go back and forth in Spanish sometimes, back to English. So so he's she's talking about taking Bonin's kid around the quarter and giving him a beatdown and bringing him back. A beatdown for a little two or three-year-old. And then she says he's acting like a white kid that, like, well, just white kids are rambunctious and jump around. No, no, no the skin, Nobody with, no child with a, a, a different skin color acts like that. It's just white children, I guess. Because white children are privileged, and therefore they take advantage of the situation and act out. Or is it the lack of melanin in the skin that causes you to jump up and down? They're spoiled. They're given all of life's riches upon birth. Well, that's that's what they said, uh, is that he's raising him like a white kid. All right. That's what they said, yes. When we come back, we'll play more of this audio. Uh, They go after a fellow city council member by the name of Nithya Raman. But when we come back, the first thing we're going to play is they attacked members of, of the Latino race, Oaxacans in Koreatown, kind of a weird diversion. Mm-hmm. Johnny Ken, KFI, AM640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The theme is kind of they are who we thought they were. These are three members of the Los Angeles City Council. They are Latino. They're discussing redistricting with the uh, president of the L.A. County Federation of Labor. 
a very important 800,000-member group, which holds a lot of power, is at the County Federation of Labor Offices. We don't know yet how this conversation was recorded or by whom, but it was posted on Reddit and then deleted. But before that happened, it was picked up by media outlets, including the El Segundo Times, which went with a story big time yesterday to reveal this because... Um, these three, along with the Federation president, are, you know, they're, they're kind of bitter. The L.A. City Council, because if, if you see life as race and quotas, they're bitter. L.A. City Council has 15 seats. There are four held by Latinos. The city population of Latinos is 52%. So you can see there's a little bitterness in that they have to do more to get more representation and effectively more power because a lot of this, I mean... There are disproportionately there are more black seats than there is a population of black people. You said six percent, roughly, uh, of the LA population. Seven percent. Wait, seven percent. <clears throat> yeah, seven point something. Yeah, seven percent of blacks, and and they think that the blacks are not only overrepresented on the council, but just they're 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 too loud. They're they're too uh, prevalent. Uh, it seems like these Hispanic councilmen are uh, people are are tired of having to deal with those issues and reacting to their complaints. Uh, but let, let, in, I have a feeling they weren't exactly on board with all the uh, George Floyd protests. Put it that way. <laughs> uh, right. They think that the power yeah. of the African-Americans in the city of L.A. is out of proportion to their actual percentage of the population. Yes, I think you're right. Yeah, I think that's kind of what's going on here because they're trying to figure out how to win elections and what to do. And a lot of times they're upset with activist groups and community groups. Uh, this next clip, though, took a bit of a turn. And, and Nuri Martinez leads the charge, probably using the F word. Well, we don't have the full recording, but I've seen excerpts where she just says it like every fifth word. Uh, she's uh, picking on Oaxacans in Koreatown. Now, Oaxaca is a state in Mexico. And apparently, according to Nuri Martinez and her colleagues here, uh, well, they're ugly. That's, they're let's a, listen. They're a mix of local Indian groups and the Spanish conquerors. Right. So, uh, but he, he, she finds their skin color too dark. So listen to this. Yeah, that's called Cape Town. Yes, yeah, I see a lot of little short, dark people. Yeah, Oaxacan, Oaxacan Koreans. Not even like Kevin, little ones. I was like, so I don't know where these people are from. I was like, I don't know what village they came out of here, but. Exactly. So they're wearing shoes. So one, one, I get what we have to do, right? Just massage to create districts that benefit you all. Yeah, right? this is and a rare room. Yep. But we got to figure out Mark C, too. Mm -hmm. yeah. You know, that Mark Ridley Thomas is C. They got to figure out who to get in there. Might or might not be suspended. I don't know what's going to happen. I think if he should be, but anyhow, if he goes away. You mean, and, you mean resign, not suspended? No, this is a year ago. Right. Yeah, there, there is, there is a difference. If, I may, if he resigns, hold on. If he resigns and the African Americans look at this as a hostile takeover because he's gone. So we'll right, stop there that. for a second. Okay, so she's worried. Ridley Thomas resigns, and if they don't put someone else who's black in the district, then the black voters there are going to look at it as a hostile takeover, and this is <laughs> going to be trouble. Okay, this, this again, is how they govern the city. Yeah, well, right. then continue, because Kevin DeLeon goes in another direction here. We all have to figure that out, because politically they're going to come after Yeah, but can I say something right now? And here it is. what I call the... the um, Este, ¿Cómo se llama este guy? Este, that, 
the movie, uh, the, the Wizard of Oz effect. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by the Wizard of Oz effect is oh. when you're at the side of the curtain, it's like this big voice. Yeah. And it yeah, sounds yeah. big. Yeah. And it sounds yeah. like there's thousands of them. And then when you actually pull the curtain, is that you see the little Wizard of Oz. Yeah. You know what? I've never watched the movie. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. All right. It's real simple. You got 100 people, right? 52 of them are Mexicanos. I feel pretty good about it. I feel pretty good about my chances of beating your 25 are black. <laughs> and the 25 blacks are shouting. And the but they, they shout like they were 250. Yeah. When there's 100 of us, they're, they're like, it sounds like so, but they, but, but that- so, so there you go. So you heard Kevin DeLeon lay it out there that he believes uh, some of the black activists and black groups get too much power and voice. Right. They're too loud. So He made the Oz comparison that they're loud, like, I am the mighty Oz, but you pull back the curtain, there's not that many voters back there. Right. So they have an outsized influence in what's, in what's going on. Right. Oh, and the El Segundo Times columnists are all worked up because now you're pitting two uh, underrepresented racial groups against each other. Look what they're doing to each other. Well, that's what they're doing. They are, they are pitted against each other. You had the black leaders pitted against the Hispanic leaders. None of them care that these neighborhoods are filled with all kinds of garbage, all kinds of homeless people, that normal people in these neighborhoods are terrified by the crime going on in the gangs. That's not what they discuss. They discuss the power that they're going to have, which is really the money that they're going to take in and the influence that they're going to have. I, I mean, I mean, this doesn't... It, everyone's going to focus on on the all the hateful racist rhetoric, but focus on how they what they value and how they conduct business. It's about what they control, what they want for themselves, and also their their ethnic group. But it's not about making the city livable. They don't care if the city goes to hell because they probably all live in nice homes. They make big salaries. They've got slush funds. They got campaign donors. They go on junkets. They travel well. They're going to have influence. That's why they're fighting over, you know, who's going to have the airport in their district? Who's going to have LAX in their district? And, you know, it should be in a, in a Hispanic person's district. It shouldn't be in a white person's district or a black person's district. That's yeah. what they're fighting about. You know, where's USC going to be? It's going to be in a Hispanic district or a black district. Because you know they they want they want the, uh, the the cachet with USC they want the pull they want the money from all the all the people who run USC that's what they that's what they're talking about here. And well, they don't leave the white people alone. They made several comments about the white power brokers and you have to talk to them and stuff like that. And some of the other white council members are very powerful and. Well, you know, they, you look at everything the, they do. All these excerpts we got are all just about racial angles. Well, you look at the, the you know the population scoreboard and it's about fifty percent uh, Hispanic. About 26% white, uh, 13% Asian, and about 7% black. So they're looking at who has the power, and they're saying, geez, you add up everybody else in the city combined, and we have more people. And look how little power we have, how little money we have, how few assets we have. That's what pisses them off. Right. So they want to rework the, the, the redistricting lines to try to increase their power and their access to money and assets. All right, more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. One of the stories making news today is apparently a a Russian, uh, well, a pro-Russia hacking group was going after airports today. Now, this is the LAX website itself, which I've never been to, the Los Angeles International Airport website. 
It was inaccessible for a period of time today. They, a group called Killnet, a hacking group, which is pro-Russian, listed 14 websites, including LAX and the airport in Atlanta that it was targeting. Uh, they don't believe it had any effect. There were no disruptions to operations or airport systems. And of course, they didn't hack the airline's websites, but they're hacking the LAX's website. But they're still concerned that if they are successful, it could affect <clears throat> operations. So they got to make sure that they don't, uh, they're not able to do that. So the Russians are out there. That's just the story today. They're trying to hack their way in. All right, let's uh, go back to some of the audio of the L.A. City Council members, Nuri Martinez, Gil Cedillo, and Kevin DeLeon, along with the L.A. County Federation of Labor president. Uh, they're discussing redistricting at the county uh, Labor Federation's offices. They got recorded. It's a year ago, but the audio has just appeared publicly, and uh, we have some of it here. Let's move. Oh, it's another Mike Bonin discussion. Uh, we'll move on here to cut number seven, where they're uh, discussing the fact that uh, one of the black councilmen, uh, Marquise Harris Dawson, wants a better property in his district. You know, like they were fighting. It was a fighting with another councilman over USC and Exposition Park. And the talk here is about uh, maybe getting the airport. I just mentioned LAX from Mike Bonin's district. Let's listen. Getting back to Marquise, I told Danny, if you want to cut a deal and if you want to, if, if you want to make like boss moves, I would go after the airport. He goes, I love that idea. I said, tell Marquise, so go take it go, from his friend. Don't go, don't go after it. Leave him alone. Yeah. Go get the airport from his little brother, mm -hmm. that little bonnet. I go, I go, what is with the bonnet? What is with bonnet? I said, bonnet thinks he's Bonin thinks he's bleeping black is what she's saying there. Of course, he adopted a young black child. So uh, Nuri Martinez is obsessed with this angle. She doesn't like Bonin at all. No, no. In she doesn't like to... the fact that he adopted a black child. She just thinks that's horrific. She doesn't like uh, black he's people. He's trying to be a poser of some kind. She doesn't like white people who adopt black children. So uh, she's saying, because she refers to him twice as his brother, uh, Marquise Harris Dawson is black and she's acting like Bonin's black so he should just go to his brother and try to get LAX for his district or expand it. Re, you know, the redistrict boundaries would include LAX in his district. That's what she's mentioning there. So, and then uh, De, De Leon kind of sticks in there but his kid is. Yeah. About. Yeah. They, 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 well, I've never seen, why would they be fixated so much on, on the kid? I, I well... Racial purity, John. So there are there, some people so, that believe that only people these. I think these particular politicians, especially Nora Martinez, Latinos are only going to help Latinos. So mm -hmm. we need to stick together. So they're Hispanic. So now Bonin adopts a black child. That's going outside the book. There, that's yeah. not right. And he's right. doing it to try to look politically correct or look, you know, holier than thou. But I it, think it, it really it, offended her. I think so, it did. Uh, and wait, then when the kid acts they, up on the parade float, she just lost it. Yeah. Well, this is how Klan members think. Clan members think you shouldn't mix the races. Clan exactly. members think that white people shouldn't be. And there are a lot of black. people of all races who believe that. Yeah. You should not it's, mix races. It's very common. Which, which well, you know, everyone's. In, in the end, though, it's not what people say. It's what they do. Uh, a lot of America does live in segregated neighborhoods. And a well, lot of hey, people only marry within their race. Maybe that's changing, but that's, you know, it's been the history. I, I don't care what people do. And I don't care about people's beliefs. But this crowd are a bunch of hypocritical progressives who are constantly lecturing everyone else. 
about race and diversity right, and acting like they're racial healers right. and and my, my I always I always say that every group is full of racists every group is full of uh, hatred nobody everybody likes their own people and many people don't like the other whatever it is and I'm just tired of hearing self-righteous holier than thou politicians act like they are God's gift to diversity and that they have special moral powers and that they're unlike everyone else. You're not unlike everyone else. You're just faking it. This is what progressives sound like in their living rooms. This is what progressives sound like in meeting rooms. They're just like everyone else. But they try, they, they try to cancel, they try to lecture, they, they scold, scream racism because it's effective at getting power. And that's, that's what I've seen over the years. It is very effective in making people cower so you can get power over them. But that's why they use these racism rants, is to get power over you, to, to make you feel intimidated and frightened that you're going to be drummed out of society and ostracized. But they act exactly the same way in private. The last clip we're going to play tells you all you need to know about this meeting. Again, Ron Herrera is the president of the L.A. County Federation of Labor 800,000 union members. This meeting was held at his office with these three Latino city council members. And in this clip, you can see what it's really all about in the power broker that he is. You know, all this, uh, I mean, my goal in life is to get the three of you elected. And, you know, I'm just focused on that. I mean, we're like the little Latino caucus of our, you know, our own. Yeah. And we have to find, you know, new folks to bring in. I Bloomingfield was in here the other day, right? He goes, well, we're trying to bring in another Latino. Yeah. Why do we have to do that? I go, well, f the way I see it, all of the seats are Latino. What did you say? He goes, oh, you had a point there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what do, you know, what do we say? 52% of the population is Latino? His mentor you know, another reason we're, we're so f***ing gerrymandered in the valley. Right. In Vermont. They're referring to the Valley Councilman Bob Blumenfield. And I guess Herrera says he came in here and wanted to know what we could do. And the response from Herrera was, I basically think the whole L.A. City Council should be Latino representation. We're 52% <laughs> of the population. And Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but this is, this is another angle to this besides all the racism we've talked about, that the union power here mm -hmm. with these three hacks in front of them. You yeah. know, we're going to be a Latino caucus. We're going to make this happen. I mean, because 800,000 voters, right. right, in these yeah. unions. This is they just need union. to redraw the districts to get more uh, Hispanics in, in, in some of the districts to tip the balance and somehow get them motivated to vote, which seems to be very difficult. Yeah. All right, we got more coming up. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Of course, when you have a million illegal immigrants, uh, that might that's part of the problem. Right. All right, we'll pass this along. We don't know where it's going to go, but it's probably worth mentioning. This is the people behind the attempted recall of George Gascon. Remember them? Yes. They put out a release today. Their initial review reveals substantial number of improperly invalidated signatures. And they are filing for what is called injunctive relief. Again, is the headline. They, they say in their press release in September 6th, volunteer attorneys for the recall DA George Gascon committee have been conducting a review of what are supposed to be the invalidated signatures. Clear, obvious, and legitimate challenges have identified for 39% of the invalidated signatures reviewed to date. 
what they're saying is here they didn't look at all of the invalidated signatures, but they got some of them, and they're finding a big problem. And the one that stood out to me, some of them is about not matching, but remember what we found from the L.A. County Registrar of Voters and Rejected Signatures was that people were not registered. Remember that? Mm -hmm. And they claim here, signatures incorrectly invalidated is not registered when in fact the person was a registered voter who could easily be identified in the voter database. I'm not saying this is going to lead somewhere. This is what they're putting out in their press release. And they're trying to find a way to get more of the signatures to review and maybe make a legal case. That's I, all I'm seeing here. I, I met somebody a couple of weeks ago who was involved in the uh, Mike Bonin recall. And yes. she had reviewed a lot of the signatures that were disallowed. And she said it was over the tiniest, most inconsequential violations. Like if uh, the, the, the signature had strayed a little bit outside the box, that kind of, that kind of thing. But that's not the problem here. And we talked about this. Signature matching is what they tried to prepare us for. But what the registrar said, the bulk of the signatures they threw out just weren't even registered damn voters. Forget the signature. They don't exist as registered voters. That's pretty simple. Now, if they find a lot of those screwed up. But what, what I'm saying is they've got a lot of tricks to deny these. Petitions well, you can't prove either a person is a registered voter or not. Yeah, but you could just cheat. You could just you, you could just, sit there and say, well, subjectively speaking, I don't but, think that's his signature. We expected see, that. But, 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 but to but, try something so blatant as this person's not even a registered voter in L.A. County right. or in California. But, but, but look how difficult it is. To try to investigate it and how long Well, that it may takes. be the problem. You're right. Yeah, see, that's the thing. It's sort of like our arms are folded. We did it and we're done. Right. Go away. You just do it. You just deny the petition. And it's like, yeah, you go prove otherwise. It's going to cost you a lot of money. It's going to cost you a lot of time. You are going to get tired of fighting. You don't have the will to fight this. And we're going to make it as complicated as possible. You just do it, and it works. You don't have to have any justification for it. Well, that, that could be the end game here. I'm not ruling that yeah, out. Yeah. Well, well, I don't know how much money they have to keep pursuing this. You're right. Legally, it's going to be costly to continue to challenge look, this. The, 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 whole, the whole system here in L.A. County, L.A. City, is absolutely corrupt. You know, if I, if I told you this was going on in Moscow in 1975, you wouldn't question it. That's what we have here. We have Moscow 1975. We have one-party rule. They're dictatorial. They're oppressive. And they, uh, they are just going to lie, cheat, and steal. That, you, heard those, you heard those city council people on the ballot, right? What, what, <laughs> yeah, what, what, what is the redrawing of districting? That's corruption. That's corruption in order to rig elections to make sure that their tribe has more seats and the other tribe has less seats. That's not, that's not democracy. That's them carving up the spoils. Yeah, and this is what people fail to realize all the time we talk about this. These political parties are just about winning. Right. They could give a flying bleep about yeah. you or any of the problems. If you kept mentioning, right. they don't talk about homeless and crime. We just want to win. Because if we win, we get to bring our people in. We get to get public employee salaries. We get to build well, a sure. base. Right. And that, orga- power. that organization, that Ron Herrera, the head of the organization that was part of that uh, meeting with, uh, with, uh, with uh, what's her name? Three Nuri, council members. Nuri right. Martinez. Uh, he rep- you said he represents 800,000 people. Those 800,000 don't give a rat's ass about all these problems because they're getting richly rewarded with tax money through their contracts. Richly rewarded pensions, health benefits, 
lifetime jobs they can't be fired from, and healthy salaries. So they don't care if the city goes to hell. They're not like regular people who are saying, hey, what the hell's going on? L.A. didn't used to be like this. It's like, hey, yeah, L.A.'s in the toilet, but look what I got here. Look at the prize I got through my union because of the people we vote for who are indebted to us. Oh, you're right. The, the, the labor union is the most important thing. That's why they went to this guy's office to talk about redistricting because sure. he helps bring in the votes right. and they donate the money. You think those three would sit in the office there uh, if he wasn't he wasn't the uh, king and they had to kiss his ring? <laughs> no, of course not. Yeah. So there you go. Ron Herrera, you know, he's the corrupt bastard that's that's running uh, L.A. City. Exactly. The rest of them are just his puppets. Puppets. All right, well, we'll wait and see tomorrow. That would be a raucous city council meeting if it uh, if it gets pulled off. They're supposed to meet tomorrow. It just doesn't seem like this this one's going to get forgotten. Just seems like that <laughs> there's there's a lot of lot of uh, anger. A lot of people are really. I mean, it's just funny when you actually get the proof, the video or the audio. It shuts up a lot of people. It's like, no, really, they are racist. They are corrupt. They really are horrible people. Now you can't argue otherwise. Yeah, except this time you're kind of asking, because this is all Democratic left progressives, to turn on each other, right? Yeah, well. That's what some of those El Segundo Times columnists are trying to do. Tonight. Let's not go there. Let's not do that. No, let's go there. we got to work for more power together. Yeah, let's go there. Conway. <laughs> hey now, hey now, hey now. <clears throat> well, we're going to go over this uh, Nori Martinez stuff. Not a lot, because it's all been said all day long, right? But... The well, one you have thing, your own perspective. You want yeah, to cover I, it. I think my perspective is that, uh, look, if these three people were working at a gas station in uh, Victorville and you pass by the conversation, you, you'd be like, oh, okay, that's just three people <laughs> having a conversation in Victorville, <laughs> yeah. right? Or not. And I'm not talking about the people in Victorville, but it could be uh, Tarzan. It could be Woodland Hills. It could be Colton, right? right? You just pa pass three people talking like that in a 7-Eleven, you wouldn't even blink an eye. Yeah. Because it's how a lot of people talk. Right. But these are the people making decisions in powerful places. That's the, yeah. the rub. And lecturing yeah. everybody else about racism. And That's right. Yes. Right. And and every time, you know, we think, uh, wow, this uh, country's come a long way, this pops up. <laughs> you know? We, we tell ourselves a lot of fantasies. Right. But, but I think with the younger generation, look, those people are still old school, even though they're a little younger than, you know, my grandparents who are, you know, would be in their 90s or 100s right now that generation is losing a little but i think my kids and your kids or my kid and your kids i don't think they'll ever talk like that right i don't i i think that that would be so ostracizing to talk like that that they would be so ashamed of themselves they wouldn't do it right yeah, yeah. but that generation right uh right uh, like right below us there's still a little uh few folks wandering around <laughs> you know so and they're well, all in the city council. Yeah, that's right. They, that's odd that they're all in the city council. And I and and uh, anyway, we'll uh, discuss that as much as it uh, you know needs to be discussed. And then iPhone uh, number fourteen. Yeah, look at that. Uh, calling nine one one on a roller coaster. <laughs> that's pretty good. Uh, and then also, uh, um, the NFL is not on tonight. That game got rained out, but it was supposed to be a pretty good game what? tonight on the, the NFL. Chiefs and the Raiders. Yeah, what do you yeah, mean? yeah. The Raiders game got rained oh, out. Oh, I was yeah. going to go watch that. Okay. Yeah, right. no, it's, it's rained over. out. Yeah. Yeah, it, weird. Inside the, out. It, it, I think it was in uh, Kansas City. Complete storm. Oh, by the over. way, I was at the Rams game yesterday, and they booed Kim Kardashian on the big screen. I that saw fun. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild, man. There's still hope, huh? <laughs> There's still hope. I, and I helped. <laughs> 
But she had those big, crazy, I think they were booing her glasses. You know, those big-ass sunglasses? Oh, yeah. I you know, know. Look, looks like a Miata. Well, they put her name up there in the whole crowd. <laughs> <laughs> they were booing the offensive line. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's not their. That, that's not her crowd. I know, I know. But the Rams. Oh, wait, you you said? Did you sit through the whole game, Ken? I left with three minutes to go. It was pathetic. It was horrible. You heard Eric mumble about the offensive I, I line. That is the problem. But it's the it's like the old Rams when they first came here from uh, St. Louis. You're right. They it's had a, no offense at the beginning with Jeff Fisher as coach. They were terrible. It was the worst. Yeah, and, and they, they got drafted a, Jared Goff, and it got a little better, and now we have well, Stafford. Look, what a great game yesterday, guys. They want to shut up. Yeah, yeah. Shut yeah, up, Crozer. Yeah, I, he's a cowboy person. He's a huge right. Cowboys fan. It's gonna be a long night here, but <laughs> um, they all they won a Super Bowl, so they all signed these fat contracts, and now they're not hungry. Well, yeah, it's, yeah, that's part you of know? it. You're right. That's, right. You don't see anybody win two championships in a row. That's right. Very much. It's very no, very but dead. nobody wants to see we go like five and twelve. <laughs> right. That's true. That's definitely true. Come on, give us a little hope. I mean, the last time I think a team almost won two was the Seahawks. You know, with right. uh, with uh, Lynch. That you know they, they oh the play at the goal line. Right. right. Yeah. One, uh, no uh, one. handoff instead of pass. Poor Russell Wilson. Right. And who was the running back, Eric, in that play? Marshawn Lynch. Marshawn Lynch. Yeah, Marshawn, yeah. yeah. All right, well. Yeah. All right, Conway, Big Dong. Up next. Couple sports stories. Yeah, to not bad. No game tonight. It's already here. Yeah, it's over. KFI, KSD, HD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Do you love Selena? Like, really love whether you saw her live, saw the movie as a kid, or saw her looks all over TikTok, there's no shortage of reasons to Stan, the Queen of Tejano. And Stan, we do over three whole episodes of our podcast, Becoming an Icon. We're reminiscing as lifelong Selena fans, sharing hot takes and telling her story. Listen to Becoming an Icon on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search Becoming an Icon.